What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 14 of the Beyond the Rink podcast. It's our last episode for 2020. We want to thank everybody for tuning in this year on what a fun project and ride this has been. Um, I hope everyone's enjoyed the guests that we've had on. If you've got, we've got some great suggestions that came in over uh, Instagram last week. Uh, Tessa and Scott seem to be a popular one. So yeah, we'll go shoot for that. Mitch, uh, get to work. This last episode for 2020 is with the 2020 U.S. Championship pairs silver medalist Jessica Callalang, who skates with her partner Brian Johnson. We've been following Jess and her skating career for quite some time now. You know, in 2018, the transition to skating with training partner Brian Johnson and the whole crew over at Great Park team, Todd and Jenny and Christine have done a great job with the, the pairs camp there, the Canarians being a big part of it, uh, Brendan coming in from Florida. So it's been pretty awesome to see that development and creation of a, a pairs hub in Southern California. Jess was kind enough to take some time out of training for U.S. Nationals to talk to us a little bit about uh, the experience that has been this 2020 season and kind of what's to come. So without further ado, here is Jessica Cowling. Thanks for taking the time today. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm sorry. It's like the schedule, everything's changing. and Yeah, we are we're in a little bit of a crazy world and crazy time, too, with the holidays and everything. So Yeah, so my motto for the you know past few weeks and now is just be flexible or, like, you know, go with the flow. There you go. That's the way to go about life. Yeah. <laughs> Between the holidays and pandemic and training, like, things seem pretty consistent mm, for the most part or just schedule changes and this and that going back and forth it's been pretty consistent um past few weeks months or whatever but we just really have to you know take it day by day because you never know what each day is going to throw at you totally totally um so let's talk a little bit about uh you know pandemic with everything that went on you guys were um, still able to, to get some ice and get training and all of a sudden skate America came along. Yeah, that was really crazy because when we first got back on the ice, um, I believe it was late May, early June ish. Um, we didn't really know what the season looked like. So it was very hard to, for our coaches to plan out, you know, each week, each day, each session, because we just didn't know what the year was going to bring. So when we first got back out onto the ice, um, Todd and Jenny were really great with just having us listen to our bodies. We hadn't been on the ice for months and that is not normal for any of us. Um, So we took it very slow. And then once U.S. figure skating came up with a, you know, a little bit more of a plan, a layout of the season, then we were able to kind of adjust and train the way that the best that we could. Let's talk about that uh, bubble a little bit, if you want to hop into that. The Skate America bubble? Yeah, the infamous scubble, as everyone is calling the it, right? Scubble, yeah. Um, it was it was definitely a bubble. Um, when we we I drove in with uh, Brandon and Alexa, and Brian was in a, a separate car because he had a lot of stuff. Um, when we drove in, it was like, you park your car, you go grab all your stuff. Um, and it was 
a little awkward because everyone else flew. So they had their, their carry-on and then maybe their one bag that they checked in. We mm-hmm. drove, so we just kind of threw everything in the car, not really in organized in bags. So yeah. we pull up and they're like, okay, come on in. You have to bring all your stuff. And we're like, oh boy. Because we had like, just everything was just all over the place because yep. we thought that we would check in and then be able to shamelessly walk all of our stuff to our room without anyone seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we took our stuff into the rink, into the arena where we checked in. Um, we had our COVID test. We had to fill out a questionnaire about have you been in contact? You know, have you been um, practicing social distancing, wearing a mask, stuff like that, closing your circle. Um, and when we got our COVID test, they're like, okay, um, we'll walk you to your hotel room and you'll get a text message in 12 to 14 hours. And so while you wait, you have to stay in your room. And you're like, okay, like, should be like fine because we got there somewhat in the evening so we could sleep, wake up, and hopefully we'd have our test results. Um, and sure enough, that was the case. Um, the text message actually came up um, pretty early. I think it was like 3 or 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lab uh, was at the University of Las Vegas, Nevada. They did a really great job with um, making sure that we got our results back right away because the last thing we want to do is, you know, be in Vegas and can't even – you know, skate because you're waiting for your test results. Um, yeah, what a trip! What a trip! Yeah, it, it was it was necessary, but it was just a very strange way to enter the Grand Prix season. And so that was kind of like the one and only. Um, I know competition-wise, like you guys were doing simulations and as much practice and getting your programs out there as you could. Uh, but like, it must feel a little strange having only going through that kind of mindset once yeah yeah and for a competitor like me I like to have the repetition not only with the elements but in you know a competition setting and you can do that as much as you can at your training facility but when you go you know out of state to another arena to another training area it's it's different you can try to mimic that same feeling but it's there's no way to uh, create that that same adrenaline, that same um, like positive anxiety. Um, so that was our only you know chance to do that right now. So Brian and I really took that experience and we are working with it to our advantage to um, be prepared for the U.S. Championships. So speaking of U.S. Champs, I mean it's it's going to be back in the in the bubble, back in Las Vegas, no fans beautiful cardboard cutouts uh, and all your cats cheering you on, <laughs> uh, which is pretty cool to see. Um, first of all, just small questions. You know, they were going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. A second question is, uh, you know, with everything being back in the bubble, are you going in with a different mindset, knowing kind of what to expect? Or did you, when you went in for Skate America, did you kind of already anticipate, okay, it's going to be a little quiet, not as much energy, so I got to bring myself up to that level. Um, going into U.S. Championships, now that we had participated in the scuffle already, um, we have an idea of how everything is ran and like how much downtime you're actually going to have and 
you know, all that stuff. So having that past experience at Skate America is going to help um, Brian and I for mentally preparing and, you know, the necessary off-ice training exercises that we need. And we know, like, the facility and, like, the rink size and where we can warm up and, like, the temperature of the rink and all that stuff. So I feel like us going to Skate America really helps us um, prepare ourselves for the rink for uh, your championship. So, like for me, like I feel like I would just pack everything in my house because I could drive too. Um, is there anything that you're going to bring now, knowing that you've been there? I've heard that the food is was hit or miss overall, pretty good. But um, like talking to people like Brian, Nathan, who also drove in, they were they were bringing their own food in and, and eating in the room and whatnot. Would you would you bring a grill? I mean, what else would you throw in the bag? I think I would um, definitely pack more of the foods that I would eat. I try to not make any special adjustments because when you go travel overseas or you go to, you know, Europe or Asia, you don't, like, yes, you can bring food, but there's only so much you can control. And for me, I kind of liked a little extra, like, challenge of okay I'm in this foreign country how am I going to you know give myself the proper nutrition uh, it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a, it's like a little game to me I don't know <laughs> well it gets you out to explore too right like so you can I feel like that allows you to see the cities that you go to that maybe you can experience food wise you know it's tough when you're stuck and I know in this situation you're stuck in a hotel but uh, I think that's the biggest thing people have told me is that, you know, I wish I, I took in sometimes more when I went to some of these cool cities. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I would bring anything different than what I did at State of America. Um, but I feel like this time around, I'm going to bring some fuzzy slippers. I'm going to bring a nice robe, maybe like a candle, just to make I it mean, a little more so homey. Could you, could you sneak a cat in or two or three? I think I, could. I don't. I don't think anybody would know. Yeah, it's just a it's just a bag with a pillow that that purrs. That's oh cool. man, don't worry about it, Kevin. Don't give me ideas because I will. I'm just <laughs> you know you got to have a story coming out of the scubble 2021 so <laughs> Jessica Cowling can make the headlines. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure um, I bring mine too, and then Alexa can bring hers, and we can have a little. Oh my god! I socially yeah, distant look at that. pity party. Even better, even better. Okay, so let's let's hop back. I always like to start with your humble beginnings, kind of where you started growing up, um, and then kind of your transition. So, I mean, Chicago native, correct? Yes. And how yes. long were you in Chicago for? Did you start skating there? Yeah, I started skating um, at the Rolling Meadows Park District in Illinois when I was five. Uh, my grandma signed me up for the Learn to Skate program. Uh, we had just moved to that area, and, you know, my grandma was just trying to, you know, get me out there to do something. Um, mm-hmm. And was I was in the classes, and apparently the group class instructor approached my grandma saying, like, hey, this girl, she's good. Like, I feel like we can make her, she would um, benefit private lessons. And my grandma was like, oh, really? Her? Okay, sure. <laughs> um, and so my grandma ended up telling my parents, like, hey, this 
woman approached me about giving Jessica private lessons, I think you should do it. And my parents were like, okay. And it just kind of, it took off from there. Do you remember if you like loved it at first or was it like, oh man, grandma signed me up for this? Uh, I, I actually, I don't have a memory of me at that park district learning how to skate. I do have a memory of my mom taking me to Millennial Park in downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. And she she had skates on. I had skates on. I was obviously very little. But I remember hating it. Hating it so much. <laughs> I just wanted my mom to carry me the whole time because I was not having fun. And my mom, she actually has a picture of that day in her wallet that she carries around with her. And it's just like a funny joke now when she comes across it and she's like, Jessica, do you remember when you hated skating right here? You you were just crying and crying and look where you are now. It is pretty crazy to think of that. Um, and, you know, a lot of kids kind of have a sort of similar experience, uh, you know, not loving it at first, but growing on them. Um, at what point did you just take the jump and uh, go into pairs? Um, do you remember at what age that was? Um, I believe I started learning pairs in 2008, maybe. I was just doing it to do something different. Um, Mm -hmm. My pair coach at the time, his name is Eric Lester, he was going through med school, and he was a pair skater back in the day, and he was coaching on the side. So that was um, something that kind of – changed it up a bit from the normal, you know, mm-hmm. single skating of just like jump, spin, jump, spin. Uh, and because I was so young, uh, I was more, I was fearless. I wanted to try the lift. I wasn't afraid of being, you know, eight feet above the ice. Um, mm-hmm. I loved to be thrown. I thought it was so fun. It was like a roller coaster every day. Yeah. It was a, very positive experience that led me into, you know, the opportunities that I was given after that. You were all terrible at math. Four, 14 then? 2008? Uh, 95. 13? 14, right? 95, 2008. 95, 13. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 13, so um, it's, this is Wikipedia, right? And Wikipedia is always correct. So, you compa- competed actually with uh, Danny O'Shea back in the day for a season, right? And then transitioned to skating with Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in two, did I miss something there? Or? Oh no, no, that's that's correct. And then, so in 2010, were you out here in California yet, or were you still um, training in Chicago? Um, I was training in Chicago until. Um, August 2010. So literally halfway through the year is when I made the move out here. Okay. And then, so you teamed up with Zach. Uh, you guys spent better part of eight years, again, huge math guy. So eight years together, um, and did a lot. I mean, JGPs, uh, us championships, world juniors, any particular moments that kind of stand out to you that you're like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm actually doing Um, this thing. You know, it's not, for me, it wasn't one particular moment. It was each year, each season, like 
we were growing as a team and I felt I was growing as a skater as well. So everything was constantly evolving and it was very um, fun to be on, you know, start from novice level with Danny and here I am all the way up to senior 10 years later. To me, to me, it's, it's, it's totally the journey that I will always hold near and dear to my heart. Um, and like you had mentioned about humble beginnings, like I will forever remember the path that, um, I've taken to be where I am today. Yeah. I mean, I, it seems like you had a pretty, I won't say it was a super quick start, but a lot of the skaters that I talked to have some sort of success at the beginning and kind of ride the roller coaster, right? The ups and downs that you've definitely been on an amazing journey and, um, you know, personally being able to, to be a part of it and, and watch, uh, kind of where you've come and gone. And it's amazing to see truly. Um, so let's, uh, you, again, you spent eight years with, with Zach. I mean, a couple grand prix is, is pretty awesome. And then, um, was it 2018 uh, you transitioned and started skating with Brian? Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, we started skating together, um, I believe it was April. I think so. Yeah. March or April, um, we started skating together. Um, and we had been training mates for four years. So we knew, you know, each other's personalities. We weren't complete strangers um during those four years whenever one of our partners uh, was injured at the time we would help each other out and you know do lifts like maybe skate around on the ice to just keep each other's skills up mm-hmm. so when we had an official tryout it wasn't so foreign to us right. it was like okay like i remember working on this you know two years ago when we were just trying to put up a two-arm lasso uh-huh. Um, so it, it was, it was a, like, a, no, it was a pretty like fluid transition. It seemed like, you know, no strangers, right? Like, did you, did you actually try out with anybody else or go elsewhere to try out? Um, I also tried out with, uh, Mervyn Tran. That's right. That's right. We have to chirp Brian a little bit. What about Brian's personality is just so much fun because <laughs> for all of that don't know Brian. He's not the most active on social media. No, he's, he's a blast not. to be around. He is not. He he is literally he is one of a kind. I kid you not. <laughs> he, he he is like a happy go lucky guy. Like always very positive and like a very go with the flow type of man. He I I have a hard time describing him because I've literally. I've never met someone like Brian. I I'm I mean I'll attest to that. I've never seen the guy upset. Like even no. when you guys have had even not the best best of days. It's like, yeah, no, we'll do better. We got more. Oh, okay. All right. That that's that that's the right attitude, right? To kind of take you guys to the next level. Yeah, and I feel like that's what makes him such a great um competitor and a great athlete is because he doesn't dwell on the mistakes that he or we made as a team he's always looking forward always looking you know always looking to have that positive mindset because he knows that is kind of what you know makes the world go round positivity 
That's it. That's it. I love that. And so you guys started out 2018, 2019 season, a uh, couple challenger series seemed like it went well, fourth and third, and then a fifth at uh, U.S. championships. Um, did something click? Did you just know, right, like that season, you're like, okay, we, we've got this, um, there's potential, or, you know, was there a motivating factor that kind of just like the light bulb came on? Um, you know, that first year was very challenging because Brian was with Chelsea for four years. I was with Zach for eight years. So this was, you know, a whole new ball game of starting over because neither of us had started over in mm-hmm. quite some time. Um, so it was a lot of um, compromising the technique or adjusting, changing to do whatever was most comfortable or what was going to be the most beneficial in the long run. Um, so I wouldn't, I felt safe and comfortable with Brian as soon as we started the tryout. So I knew that we were going to, um, we were going to be able to grow together as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was strange for us because our first nationals together at, um, in 2019 we felt that we didn't really skate to our potential. We had a few mistakes, a few bobbles here and there, but we had placed so high. And yeah. fifth, you know, that's, I feel like that's pretty high for a new team. We weren't, we weren't expecting that. And yeah. so we looked at each other. We're like, wow, like they, they see something. They see something in mm-hmm. us. And, you know, we're at the ring just day in and day out doing our job. So, you know, I think we get too caught up in the daily grind that we don't, you know, take a step back and look to see how far we've come. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, that's the amazing part. Um, I think just right around now, I know we're coming up on, you know, Olympic year. So there's been a lot of changes per se in the Paris world and um, anything that has to do with teams, uh, ice dance wise too, and even people hopping coaches, right? So there's a lot, there's a lot of change going on right now. Um, and there has been yeah. the last couple of years. So, it, but it's really amazing to see, you know, when someone like yourself and Brian has sort of like the light, like I said, comes on and people are like, oh my God, these guys are good. Um, and we want to give them that appreciation for the hard work they've put in, right? I think that's kind of the end reward when you, when you get up there, when you're a fifth, a fourth, maybe you're not quite on the podium yet, but you know, the, there's a lot of, uh, We'll go back to it. Positivity, man. Positivity. There's a lot of positivity yeah. being thrown at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it was so. Um, it really gave us the warm and fuzzies when we would go to the friends of figures getting breakfast, and people would come up to us and be like, "Oh, I've been following you, you know, since this year, and it's finally great, you know, to you know talk to you in person, and um, I'm so proud of your your journey and like how far you've come." And we're like, "You." us like you you knew <laughs> us five years ago are you sure like why <laughs> uh it's, i mean you never know there's there's a ton of people out there that um i'm sure have been following you since you know the first jgps uh and you've stuck on the circuit you know you're a seasoned vet i'll, I'll say you know i think it's tough because obviously the the kids that are skating and kind of coming up now are a lot younger than maybe uh you know when you were coming up and like 
and it doesn't feel that way at all. Like I know you guys have got a pretty tight knit group um, with the pairs and even anybody over at great park. But when you go out at say a international event, does it feel like the kids are a lot younger now? Um, I, I, yeah, I think so. I don't know if it's because just the, of like the evolution of the sport where everyone starts younger and we have so much, you know, knowledge on what the sport has to offer or what the sport, what challenges the sport can give the skaters. So they introduce the skaters to like the harder skills when they're so young. I, I, I don't know what it is, but man, there are some really talented little ones where you're like, wow, I wasn't even half as good as you are right now at your age. Yeah. It's kind of wild to see. Um, so, uh, you know, you go into, let's go back to 2019, 2020, you kind of start building that momentum really quickly. It seems like, uh, can you walk us through that season? Oh man. Yeah. Kind of the momentum that ended at nationals. Yeah. That, that season was a whirlwind. You know, we, uh, we were, we placed fifth at the U S championships in 2019. Um, and then we kind of sat down and we're like, okay, great first year. How can we do better? How can we continue to grow? Um, so we worked our little butts off during the off season and think Detroit in 2019 was, was the first competition that, you know, we would be seen publicly since um, nationals in Detroit. So we were very excited. We knew how much work we put in and we wanted to show it off. Um, so we had a pretty successful competition overall. And I think that was the moment that we were like, okay, like we're, get, we're getting there. We're, we're getting better. Um, and then at, um, we got, we got assigned to Skate Canada. Um, I can't remember the timeline, but we got assigned to Skate Canada and then the Skate America spot was still open, but they had an assignment to anybody. Um, the plan was to have a skate off at Champs Camp. And we were like, okay, like, most of the other athletes are there for champs camp and they are there to show their programs and kind of let the judges and the officials know like what they've been working on. But for us and another team, we had to be like ready. We had to, you know, prove our worth. And that was a little bit challenging just because it was like a competition for us. And and it's in August, right? So that was in August. You have to be ready fairly quick in comparison to some of the guys that are polishing programs. mm -hmm. So we took the momentum from state Detroit, brought it into um, champs camp and, you know, we worked out the kinks between Ben and um, champs camp. And then we got selected for state America, which is great. Um, And then we realized state America and state Canada were back to back. So that, the training leading up to that was like really intense because of the back-to-back events. And we had, Brian and I had never done that before um, together as a team. So we worked our 
we work so hard, so hard. We were tired every single day, like going to bed and we'd wake up, you know, and we had to do it all over again. But it was, we knew that that's what we needed to do to be as prepared as we could be for our two Grand Prix. Um, so then we had Skate America um, in Las Vegas. And, you know, this was our, our Grand Prix debut. Um, it was pretty close to home you know, a uh, hometown team type of thing for the U.S. So that was a very fun and positive experience for us to have together. And you had fans there that time. So, you know, it's yeah, a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way different. Way different. <laughs> I mean, how you, you talk about the hometown advantage. How is it being at home um, skating? I mean, I believe the Chinese had their Paris team there and, and the Russian team was like first on the JGP circuit the previous year, right? So, I mean, it's a different mm-hmm. different feeling going into that. Yeah, I mean, for with us, we didn't really kind of look to see who was there. We were just very um, grateful that we got picked to represent the U.S. Um, at Skate America that year. So we kind of showed up and we we're like, hey, we're first timers. Like, we're just going to enjoy everything. You're fresh. We're fresh. Yeah, we're fresh faces. <laughs> on the scene that's good yeah. so that's kind of our that was our approach um for skate america to have fun like really take it in enjoy like we're gonna get that hometown support um, because we are u.s skaters on u.s soil and it it was it was a fun it was really a fun time and fourth place i mean not a bad finish yeah uh, we were like well okay not bad we look at each other like, not bad, guys. And then we like fist bump each other. Um, so going into Skate America, or I mean, um, Skate Canada, we're like, okay, here we go again. Um, the, the, nice, the nice part of having both Grand Prix in North America was that we got to go home um, right away. So we could have a kind of a downtime reset reset button so it didn't feel like we were you know we didn't feel like we just were going in circles you guys ran out pretty quick though if i do remember it was like the next week right so we had a couple days at home and then right back on a plane up to up to canada yeah thankfully um Kelowna was still in the same time zone so we literally flew just straight up yeah so the, uh, the plane ride was only a few hours you know, it could have been worse if it was, or not worse, but it could have just been a longer trip, which would have made us a little more tired. Uh, time change, too. I mean, competing in different time zones, I'm sure, is n- not the greatest. Yeah, but we, I mean, we were so lucky with Vegas, and then Kelowna, it was just like, whoop! Kelowna. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, and you guys uh, placed six there. Still, again on par right on track or did it feel did it feel off because you had the back-to-backs um no we we were very well trained we were very prepared to have those two weeks back-to-back yeah it wasn't it wasn't it was tiring but we knew we can handle it we knew we could you know um kind of put our bodies in autopilot Mm -hmm. to do the event and then, I mean, that's that's a testament to your training. Um, I know when everything goes in autopilot and you can just kind of go in your flow state. I, I felt like that season you guys were always gone. 
if I'm correct. I mean, you had another challenger after that too. And then I I don't I felt like you guys went somewhere else too, maybe to work on programs or whatnot, but a lot of travel. Did that feel like a lot more obviously with Grand Prix? Did that feel like a lot more than other seasons? Um, no, personally, it felt like less because we were staying, you know, on this side of the globe. Um, uh, we did go to um, Warsaw uh, a few weeks after Skate Canada. That's maybe that's why I felt like you guys were always gone because it was like a month or two that you guys were gone. Yeah, <laughs> I I remember being gone so much that season. Well, typically everybody's usually traveling once a month, and I know I felt so bad for my um, students and their parents because I'd be like. Hi, I'm gonna be gone this week. But I'll be back after that. And then, like, we got to get America, and I was like, actually, I'm gonna be gone for two weeks in a row. Sorry. <laughs> and then, like, we got Poland, and then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be gone for another week. And it was just, I felt bad, but I mean, they knew that I was still actively competing, so it just kind of comes with the territory. Yeah, that is true, uh, and. So you take all that, you take a crazy chaotic couple months there, um, and to ride into uh, U.S. Nationals in 2020. Um, yeah, wow, that was exciting. Yeah, that that to was to say the least. Yes, very exciting. We were we were so so excited to go to U.S. Champs Championships. We were ready. We, you know, wanted to be there already um, a few weeks leading up because we were so excited to show everybody the improvements that we've made and all the hours that we spent on the ice working on, like, the skating skills and the fine, little details. Um, so when we arrived, we were like, all right, here we go. Like, we're ready. We're going to, you know, show what we can do and have a time of our lives while we do it. And so you started out short program, third place, um, kind of had the mindset that you were there, like we got this and, and then you ride into the free skate and maybe you can talk a little bit, I guess, about the emotions, uh, running through the free skate, because that's definitely one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite moments I captured <laughs> in Carolina. Yeah. Um, so we knew that our standings after the short program, we were like, okay, this is good. This is a good spot for our second season together. Um, you know, we need to keep our blinders on, stay calm, cool, and collected, and do this program, do our free skate program the way that we've been doing it in practice. Um, so we, we call our names, we're ready to go. Um, we have been counting our long programs, like how many long programs that we've been doing that year. Um, the, the, mm-hmm. num- the number of uh, long program, or the long program number that one escapes me. Um, but before each long program run through at competition or at home, we would be like, okay, number seven. Okay, number 21. Okay, so that was something that kind of brought us together here in the present Um, and we we still do that to this day because that was something that kind of 
um, you know, connected us before the program started. Yeah. Uh, so we start our program and, you know, the nemesis are the side-by-side -side jumps. And those are at the beginning yep. of our program. So our main goal was just to stay focused, stay committed, and, you know, get the job done. So mm -hmm. we, we do our triple twist. Um, it was one of the best twists we've done all week. So we're like, okay, like, great start. Um, we go into our triple toes. Uh, we both do it. He is behind me, so I don't know if he mm -hmm. actually did it or not. So I was like, okay, I just need to focus on myself. Um, so then we go into our triple thous, side by side triple thous, and I see him on my landing, and I knew that he had done a triple, and then I obviously knew I did a triple. And I wish there was a camera over there because my jaw like dropped. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my god! And then we just continued the program, and I was like, can't celebrate. It's only been like a minute. I still have three minutes to go. Um, and just right. throughout the whole program, whenever we would have um, breaks or whenever we'd be like looking at each other. Know that um, we, I would remind Brian to breathe, or calm, relax, bend your knees. So I'm sure a lot of people had seen it um, during our program, but I'm like talking to him. I am giving him yep, cues. I'm giving him cues yep. after each element was successful. I'd kind of like bring him back. I not only him but myself. We would bring each other back down to. Okay, just you know, checking the elements off the list, checking each skill off. Yeah. Um, and so once we did the throw left, which is you know a, one of the harder elements, I was like, oh my god, this is this is incredible. This is like the performance that people, you know, this is why people train is to have a moment yeah you a dream of it like right that. Uh -huh. yeah and you train for it really yeah 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 and so going into our last lift um that lift for us is uh it is on the easier side so we were able to really stick to our technique but then enjoy enjoy the crowd enjoy you know us skating through with the wind in our face and my skirt like fluttering in the background and we could hear how loud it was, and I don't even think we could hear our music. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So then we do our spin, and in the middle of the spin, when we have, like, two positions left, I, I'm like, Brian, did you do the jump? And he goes, yeah, did you? And I said, <laughs> yeah. And then, so in that moment, in the last spin is when we, like, solidified that, you know, that was a clean program. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I remember just the, there's, I think a picture of, I mean, you guys are just so happy. Like the jaw drop kind of moment, like, oh my God, we, we did it Yeah. before even the last spin, like, um, which is, I mean, unbelievable a standing ovation before the music was over. Uh, the energy, yeah, I remember it was super loud, like crazy loud in there. It's just everybody cheering. I mean, and that's. That's a testament to what you guys did. I mean, in your hard work, it was awesome to see. Yeah, that that moment, I will, you know, that moment really always gets me. Even when I think about it, sometimes, even now, 
I get like pretty emotional because I knew that was the moment when everything came together and it makes all the the sweat, the, you know, tired sessions, all the extra run-throughs or, you know, the do it again from your coaches, that moment makes it all worth it. Yeah, I mean, you could you could definitely tell the emotions and the and the kiss and cry, and then even even after the fact to see uh, your your training mates in um, Alexa and Chris place atop the podium. So, how special was that to to share uh, with them and kind of have, I guess, success for your training team? You know, coaches all, everybody included. It it was so great because. We, the four of us knew that our coaches are amazing and great. Um, not only great coaches, but great people too. So we want, we were so happy that everyone can like see that, you know, they, they have the goods. Like they can create, you know, the top U.S. pair team. Um, and in, in the kiss and cry, I remember, um, you know, Todd couldn't be there because he had to be with Alexa and Chris. Um, so we had Jenny and Christine and we, you know, tears and like crying and smiles and like, oh my God, did that just really happen type of feeling. Um, and I had remembered at Skate America and Skate Canada that we had received about 120-ish points. So I figured, okay, well, you know, the school program, I would maybe say, you know, a little high, a few more points than that. And so then when our score came up, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you can score that high here? I didn't know that. So that was yeah, also my... 146. Yeah, that was also my face. Like, I can't believe that number's up there. I was like in disbelief. I was really in disbelief that whole time. I I still get chills myself, like remembering that like pop up because it was like, oh yeah, yeah, they skated. I mean, not knowing scores as well, maybe the skaters do. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was that was really good. I mean, I can appreciate a really good program, and and you guys nailed everything. I'm like, okay, that's going to be a good score, right? Um, and then you see that and you're like, wow, that was a really good score (laughs) yeah yeah and everybody gave i mean they were loving it they were giving you the applause of hoots and hollerings i mean that was a standing o for quite some time which was pretty awesome to see oh man i loved um after that um for probably weeks afterwards i would go on instagram and or twitter and the people that had posted you know their point of view from that moment for us um, I would watch it and it would, you know, to see it from a different perspective from someone in the audience versus like the NBC um, perspective. It was so cool because it just, it brings me back and, you know, you can hear the people around and you can see everyone stand up. And um, there's one video that is from like the other, the other side, not the judge's side, the other side. And it has, um, Todd, Jenny, and Christine, and everyone in the background, they're small, but you can see them in the background of when we're doing our final spin, and, you know, I also love that moment, too, because you can see them clapping, and, like, you know, hugging afterwards, and it was just, 
Oh, it was just a great, a great night. That was a great, great night, great moment. Um, yeah, super happy for you guys. Uh, and I mean, it continues too, right? You, you get assigned four continents. Um, you later do make the the world team. Uh, that's what is it? Ten year journey from when you, or even longer than that, right? Eleven, twelve from when you first started mm-hmm. pairs. I mean, uh, it's pretty pretty incredible to see the the fruits of all your labor to get on the world team to get all that. Um, talk about four continents a little bit. I mean, you guys did pretty well there too. Yes. Uh, so at four continents, we're like, okay, like, you know, last competition of the year, like that's really, you know, end with an exclamation point. Um, so we, we kept our blinders on, uh, you know, we wanted to ride that high from the U.S. championships because that is a great mindset and great feeling to have when you're going into your next competition. I feel like because you're very excited, you know you can do it. Um, just the mindset was positive. Um, and so when we arrived, well, actually, the coronavirus was starting to come up and we were like, oh, interesting. Like, oh, it's over, you know, it's in China right now. Um, but we'll, we'll be fine. And then, like, right before we had left, we had all these calls about the coronavirus, and we have to wear the N95 mask, and we have to be super careful. We have to wash our hands, always carry hand sanitizer, don't touch your face, and stuff like that. And we were like, wow, this is intense. Um, because we didn't know that it was going to, you know, end up causing a pandemic. Right, right. Uh, it was um, just February, right? So it was just the beginning of it all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we, yeah, so we uh, get to South Korea and we wear a mask everywhere we go. Um, there, and they check the temperature every time you enter through the door. And, but aside from all of that, um, it was very cool to have a competition after nationals because Brian and I haven't had one of those in, oh, oh like a few years. Yeah. Um, and then we were on the same ice as like all these skaters that we've looked up to. And it was just like, oh, we are here. But this time we are like a part of, you know, the X amount of teams that are here. Right. I mean, um, so we just incredible. really, <laughs> on some of the practice ices, we would be sharing it with like Kristen Moore Towers and Michael Marinaro. And we would just like, We'd be, we're supposed to be practicing, but we'd turn around and watch. We're like, wow, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we're like, we're starstruck, but at the same time, we have to bring ourselves back to wait. We're we're supposed to be practicing too. <laughs> Alright, but I mean, it is it is nice to be in the company of you know the Suihans, the Kirsten and Michaels. I mean, um, to see that kind of talent elevates your game too right knowing that well i'm here too so i i can do this yeah i mean brian and i were, we're i feel like we're like kids 
Like, wow. <laughs> so cool. And actually, um, on our six-minute warm-up for our long program, we were in the last warm-up, and we were with Stu and Han. And on our six-minute warm-up, they did something, and we looked at each other. And we're like, wow, that was good. <laughs> like, oh, I got to compete like, still. We're... Dang. Yeah. We're like, okay, now we're going to uh, <laughs> skates and the results over the past you know, season really kind of told us that, you know, we, we belong. We are, we are able to be in the last one. We are, we are competitive with, you know, the best in the world. Um, so that was a nice way to end the competition for us and have a good, you know, um, a good outlook for the next season. So, Let's just talk quickly. Um, you know, when you look back, I, I know it's kind of kind of wild to see the ride that you've been on. But has there anything? Has there been anything that's just stood out that you would tell yourself? You know, in in two thousand and eight, when you're just getting getting working on some pair elements, and you know, through the ride, like, is there anything you would tell young Jessica that you know now? Um, I would tell young Jessica to just really enjoy the journey, enjoy, you know, each training day, um, and just have fun with it. I think that's, that's probably one thing that always stands out. Uh, I know we talked about Brian earlier with it, but, but even with yourself, you know, every time, um, I'm with you guys or just hanging out, like you're definitely happy to be in the moment, um, I don't know if that's something that's maybe changed over the years. It, it, maybe it feels like it with me, um, you know, being around you guys is that you guys are always just happy to be there and skating and just happy. I don't know, happy in general. Maybe that's the part of what comes with uh, the success, but but I don't I don't think so. I think you're just generally happy to be on this journey and be on this ride, and I think that's what makes it so cool. I don't know makes you guys cool yeah no that makes sense <laughs> i would agree with you uh see there you go uh what so what else <laughs> is uh what else is on the horizon for you guys i know the olympic season's coming up but uh any 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 other goals outside of you know obviously i know the olympics is the big one main goal for us is just to continue to grow and evolve as a team and as individual skaters uh, we always try to focus on our own um, edge quality and skating skills, and that is going to make us a better team overall. Awesome. Um, we gotta we gotta plug your cats real quick. <laughs> How many cats do you have? What are uh, their names? I have two cats. Um, Wrigley, um, is my, my little boy. He is, I think he's nine years old now. Um, he sleeps with me every night. He has his own pillow. And sometimes when it gets a little chilly here, he will hop onto my pillow and we will, he he will cuddle my head. Um, and then, and then Bailey, uh, she's eight years old. She is a little bit more on the shy side. 
But since the whole stay-at-home order, I've been home like way more than normal, and she has grown to become more comfortable with me. And you know, I talk to her, and then she mails back, and we have a little conversation going on. <laughs> um, and they they cuddle they cuddle each other, and it's so cute and. So they love each other. That's oh, good. They love each other. Mine don't. And I and I love them. <laughs> and I think they love me. You think cats secretly cuz I have two. I think secretly right now they just want to kick us out. We've been at home too long. <laughs> I for me, Wrigley, he will follow me like a dog. Like if I go to a different room, he will follow me and he'll sit as close as he can to my face and just stare. So I think he just doesn't want this stay at home to end. Maybe he's a flip. Yeah, you have the flip because mine don't want anything to do with us during the day. Mornings are fine. And then during the day, they just disappear. I don't know where they nap. They just nap yeah. and they come back out in the afternoon and probably look at us like, why are we still here? Yeah, they're like, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, but hopefully this is... Uh, Hopefully this is over. Well, I don't know. Soon ish into twenty twenty one. I know. We're excited to get back to kinda some sort of normalcy. Um you know, attending nationals and whatnot. I'm kinda disappointed this year. And that's always been our favorite uh favorite event to go to and hanging out with everybody afterwards. Mark and I were just sending some pictures back and forth from Detroit and Carolina and it's like, oh man. Good times. Oh, oh man, that makes me sad. And there's one with, uh, I think it was me, you, Mark, and Deanna. That was Detroit. East meets I West. I remember that picture. Yeah. I remember that. Oh man, I I hope that the time when we can all be together comes sooner than later. Yes. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Oh, thanks for hopping on and doing this. That was fun. Yes, of course. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin, for everything. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in to episode 14, this week's podcast to round out 2020. I look forward to seeing and hearing from everybody in the, the new year, 2021. So everybody have a safe and happy new year. Cheers.